0: You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell continues his series called It's the 21st Century Are You Keeping Up? In this second part of the series, Linnell asks his radio audience Are you still stuck with a 20th century mentality? And are you still stuck in the work context of the Industrial Revolution? Let's join the conversation.
1: It's the 21st Century. Are you keeping up? Part two. The two questions are, are you still stuck with the 20th century mentality? And then number two, are you still stuck in the work context of the Industrial Revolution? I mean, basically, it's the 20. It's 2015. And like I said, we're 14 years into the 21st century. We are alive and well in a new era that I believe brings with it a lot of opportunity. And so because of that, I kind of see us all as pioneers. And we're pioneers at the forefront of a technological frontier. And the possibilities nowadays are endless. And one of the reasons why I want to talk about this tonight, and I'm talking about technology in particular, in the 21st century in particular, is because what I found is that while the world is opening up and basically bringing opportunity to all of us, you know, I call technology the great equalizer, and I'll talk about that a little bit more. There are so many of us who are stuck. We are stuck in this old context of how things were, and this is a brand new era, but we continue to live our lives the old way. So the topic, is the 21st century. Are you keeping up part two? Are you still stuck with a 20th century mentality and are you still stuck in the work context of the industrial revolution? Now, I share that we are all pioneers at the forefront of a technological frontier and the possibilities now are endless. And when I say that, I mean the possibilities for both you and I. I don't care who you are because of how things are set up from a technological perspective. All of us, if you have a keyboard in front of you, then you have the world at your fingertips. If that keyboard is connected to the Internet, you have the world at your fingertips. And what that means is you now have access to a global marketplace. My belief is this. Many of us are stuck with a 20th century mentality. Many of us are stuck in the context of the Industrial Revolution. Keep in mind, the Industrial Revolution ended in 1989. We are stuck with the belief that there is only one way to be successful, and that's having a good job and not that there's anything wrong with it. I have one. okay, but it's not the only way. We are stuck believing that there is only one way to learn. And that is to be taught. And that's wrong. And I'm just going to say it like that. That's wrong. You don't have to be taught. You can teach yourself. We are stuck by what we don't know or the fear of what we may not know. Okay, so we're stuck by, well, I don't know how to do that. And so I can't. And I don't believe that that is the why do people stop there? I don't believe they just stop there because they're like, well, I can't. I believe they stop there because they're afraid of what they may not know over and beyond what they need to find out. We are stuck by the overwhelming access to the temporal richness of immediate entertainment. I'm going to say it again so to make sure you all catch it. One of the other ways that we are stuck, we are stuck by the overwhelming access to the temporal richness of immediate entertainment. Almost all of us have a smartphone. Almost all of us have some type of electronic device, whether it's an iPad, a tablet, a computer, a laptop, a television, whatever it is, we have access to some type of entertainment in the 21st century. And it's fascinating because we know how to work that. But when it comes to building a business or doing something that will require some effort, then that's when we get stuck and we don't know how to do it. But I can guarantee you if the remote went out right now, we'd be figuring out everything. What's going on with this? Is it the batteries? Well, check the manual. Look at the manual. Well, it's not the batteries. Then what else is it? You know, trying to open up the back to get that television back on. Why don't we operate with the same type of urgency in regards to looking for the opportunity to build business? It's just a question. And so a part of that is I believe we're stuck by the fear that uncertainty brings with any change. You know, so keep in mind that if all of a sudden you want to do better, like you say, okay, I'm going to advance my life and I'm going to take the next step. That that means that you're looking to change something. And as human beings, we don't like change because that creates uncertainty. And so know that there's a part of you, in coaching we call it the survival mechanism, there's a part of you that's fighting against that. Because it would much rather stay in a situation or circumstance that you are in now because it knows that better than going and get a good job or going and building your own business or going... And doing something just different than what you're doing today. There's a piece of you that's going to be stuck automatically. We are stuck in our own stories about all the things that are wrong with the world today versus what is right. And one of the reasons I think that is, is because the media reinforces it. Very seldom do you see in the news something positive. You know, I would challenge the media outlets. If there's any producers listening right now, I would challenge the media outlets to spend 30 minutes on real news, on bad news and 30 minutes on good news. It would be hard. And that's not necessarily what they want to do. Why? Because what they're doing is feeding us fear, because by feeding us fear, we stay stuck, we stay frozen. And so at the end, all I'm saying is we're just really stuck. We're really stuck and afraid. And very afraid. And what really makes me sad is that so many of us are stuck in one or more of these ways, yet we literally have the world and all of its opportunities at our very fingertips. Yes. The world is at your fingertips. And this truth is the greatest equalizer of the 21st century. So often, I mean, I listen to VON pretty much whenever I'm in the car and we talk about inequality all the time. And I'll tell you this, that. Technology. Is one of the greatest equalizers. That we know 14 years into the 21st century. And if you can learn how to code, if you can learn technology, if you can learn how to blog and use the Internet, then you can basically take your personal efficacy and create something like you couldn't have created it 50 years ago. I'm telling you. The Internet has connected us in so many different ways and has become the superhighway of the information age. Again, Industrial Revolution ended in 1989 and 1990. The information age started with the advent and introduction of the Internet. So. In an effort to get us all unstuck this evening, I have outlined seven ways. The world is literally at your fingertips. But before I do that, I have Pastor Rogers from the west side on the line. So, Pastor Rogers, how are you? How are you doing this evening?
2: All right. How are you doing? I'm well. Enjoying, enjoying your program? Thank you. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about this because uh, uh, in the past 10 years, the Lord blessed by. Organization to be able to build the first entrepreneurship training center on the west side. at three million dollar facility with no funds. We started out with zero funds, and since then we've served over forty thousand people and created over three hundred new residentially owned businesses. Wow! And people began to create their own wealth using our principles, and uh, when we created the businesses using technology and other means. Uh, the city of Chicago rewarded us by cutting all of our funds. They state of Illinois <laughs> cut all the funds. When we developed the business, wow. instead of giving us more money, we were forced to uh, become more innovative because we had to operate without the tax dollars that were generated from our people. Wow. So we taught people how to develop their business. The problem with businesses today is uh, it's just like that. A guy who goes to Toys R Us and buys a bicycle, mm-hmm. and when he gets it home, he looks at the bicycle and finds out that it's not assembled, Right. and it's overwhelming to him. And I don't think people, yeah, people have fear, but their fear is based in the complexity or the, the ideology of complexity that has been presented to starting business. And starting business is really not that hard, but... It is presented, like you said, to the media to be very complex, unreachable, mm-hmm. because I believe it's based in the powers that be, wanting especially the African-American community to remain as consumers and not manufacturers and not businesses. In other words, they want us to play the game, but they just want us to be a spectator and eat popcorn. But they don't want us to pop the popcorn. They don't want us to, you know, pick the hot dog. They just want us to eat it. So entrepreneurs, it is the key, but they have to simply understand the easy way to do things and not just go with conventional means that can be overwhelming. You've got to start business with a a million dollars in the bank, this credit rating and all that. You can start a business with no money. Oh, yeah. And faster. You know, most of the people who I know, even in history, Bill Gates, uh, in his garage, started uh, the Apple thing, with one computer in his garage. Uh, Jim Johnson, the, the founder of the communion cup, you know, that communion cup that has the bed mm-hmm. on the top yep. and the juice at the bottom. That was a, a black man who invented that 10 years ago. Multi-million global uh, product and yes, more. Sir. Yep. You know, so it's the knowledge that the people need and uh, we need to... Somebody
1: needs to step up and make it easier. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm with you. And, and one of the things I'm going to talk about later in the show is that it has become easier, but you have to have some of the, the primary technical skills, right? I mean, okay. the ability to get online and and use a computer. Um, but See, All those
2: skills are, can be obtained easily. Oh, yeah. And then when, if, even if you don't have those skills, you can always add people who have those skills to your team. Absolutely. And determine it in other ways to make, build up your ability to answer any technical question. You don't have to know it all. You have to be like the President of the United States. He definitely doesn't know knows it all. He just has a team of people around him. The
1: right him team. That's constantly right.
2: Constantly advising him and giving him an alternatives so he can make this decision to operate the country. That's right. So, uh... That's how people need to look at it. They do not need to know it all. They just need to grab out to the information that's available to them and utilize, build a team, no man is an island. You can't do this by yourself. Mm -hmm. you got to be able to network and build a team and share the wealth. We use uh, biblical principles, and one of the biblical principles is that God will bless you so much that you will be forced to go and get somebody else to help you. That's the analysis of the third chapter, when you give, God will open up a window and pour you out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive it. You have to have a mindset that you are going to network, a mindset that you are going to spread the wealth, a mindset that you're going to use your techniques in order to build your company, even if you have to use your family. Family Family-based business is the foundation of all the business. Oh, yeah, just about
1: every business. You're right about that.
2: The Ford family. On and on, it's we got to get away from this mindset that the media is trying to portray to us that we can't do it and there's something wrong with hiring our own family when when everybody else uh, leaves you, your family's going to be right there helping. That's right. Yeah, so uh, we got to reach back and use the tools that's around us and pull ourselves up. I wish that they hadn't cut our funds because we were on a roll. Now it- we operate on 100% Volunteers. But our Senate is still surviving without their funds. But uh, you know, that's what they try to make us do. They try to make us uh other people get support. They try to make us build make bricks without stuff.
1: Right, Pastor Rogers, let me ask you, uh for those who are listening, so first, thank you for the comments and I, I do hope that everyone that is listening really took that in. But second, before I let you go Anybody on the west side or even in the city who's interested, how do how do they get to this organization that you all started that are helping individuals start businesses?
2: All right, our organization is called the Chapman Rogers Development Center. It's twenty five North row in Chicago on the corner of Washington and Cisco. It's the only brand new building in the whole
1: community. Okay. <laughs> and when
2: people come by they think it's a government facility because it's the only brand new building. But if we built it in order to start things in the community, we have a vacant lot across the street where we're trying to build our new senior citizen and business complex in order to house the businesses. We have developed so many businesses Wonderful. that they need a place to, there, be, to, to be.
1: Okay. But look, I, I definitely appreciate the phone call. Let me know know what I can do to help. You know, you can find me. All on, right,
2: I'm going to give you my telephone number. Okay. seventy two two three seven four two five and my office number is seven seven three two six one six zero nine eight. And we need all the help we can get. And we are networking with people in order to change, empower people, and revitalize the community. Because this change is going to happen with us, by us, and for us. We're going to have to take this change because nobody's going to give us and help us make this
1: change. That's right. That's right. Well, thank, thanks so much. I appreciate you. Thanks so and, much. And I got your information here, so I'll be reaching
2: job, out. You got a fantastic show.
1: Thank you so much. All right. Wonderful comments from Pastor Rogers there on the west side. If you all got the information, uh, you make sure that you you keep that in mind. All right, I'm going to take one more caller. Tommy. Tommy, how you doing, brother? Hey, how are you, Linnell? Man, long time no talk.
3: Oh, oh brother, I listen to you every weekend, man. It's it's it's, it's like the start of, of my religious thank God uh, for the hollowed halls of sanity before Sunday comes, and I can thank him for just one more day not a week and that, that that doesn't go by that I listen uh to your show uh first of all uh the ability to change one's paradigm starts with the absolute ability to listen and understand that there's something uh, wrong. And when you stop and you recognize that black kids start uh, off uh, with the basis of what is their origin, what is their existence, uh, uh, how did we get to this point? And, And when you ignore history, then everything else follows in suit. So you You know, you said the lady called Salim and asked her why and all the rest of that. See, when self-hatred is built within your loins, it's very difficult for you to understand a very basic simple principle. It is for us, by us, and if you don't do it, then you're just out of luck. That's why you see people out here holding signs and all the rest of it, rather than the information age, which helped me to change my whole, my whole structure from dollars and cents mm-hmm. uh, to um, some of the other shows that's uh, been on WVON throughout the years, uh, uh, from you with inspiration at the end of the day, uh, uh, making you examine yourself as, as to what is your reality. And that's just it, man. I mean, all you ever hear is the media and, and they holding us and they this and they that. And I can tell a person point blank, I have worked all over the city, out of the state, and all across the country based upon one simple principle. And that simple principle is: is if you don't believe it, who in the hell else is? Thank you, Doc. Love you, man.
1: All right, man. Thanks for the phone call, as always. Definitely. Definitely. Man. Tommy always signs off and says something provocative. <laughs> man, if you don't love yourself, who else will? Self love. Whoo, that's a whole show. I'm gonna make a note. I think I might do a series on well being, y'all. Y'all, man. And that that one there, you definitely wanna 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 listen to. Because what he just hit on was huge. I can't even I can't even go there right now. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate it. All right, I'm going to keep my promise and cover the seven ways that the world is literally at you all's fingertips. I know some of you are listening, and that's what you want to hear. So let's start with number one. Number one is your mobile device. Your mobile device. I know you got one. 90% of listeners, probably more, has one, right? And right now in the United States, uh, the saturation is over 100%. So that means some of you all are carrying two, two you double fisting mobile devices, okay? And check this out. By 2017, an estimated 70% of the world's population will have a mobile device. And recently I read a report. It was on emarketer.com. And it outlined the expectations of global mobile phone usage over the next three years. Now check this out. They expect 69.4% of the global population to have a mobile device in their hands by the end of 2017, but not just that today over 4.5 billion people have a mobile device and are quickly adopting smartphone technology. Okay. So what does that mean? What does all of that mean? I just threw a whole lot of numbers about mobile devices at you. Well, what I have deducted from this data is that every time I pick up my smartphone or my mobile device in the near future, I have almost 70% of the world's population at my fingertips. 70% of the world's population. And so they are reaching out to me. They are reaching out to you through blogs, videos, pictures, and a host of other content. And I get to choose whether I will reach out to them and create or continue the conversation. And so if you are in business, and you're like, man, ain't nobody coming to my corner to buy my stuff at my shop on this corner. Like, have you thought about all the people you have access to online? Have you thought about that? You know, because... The opportunity for global commerce has never been so wide open to the and I'm saying, quote, unquote, so don't hold me at it. But you get what I'm saying. Average Joe or average Jane. And I don't believe anybody's average. You get what I'm saying. okay? so we all should be working to figure out what gift or talent we have to offer, because the world is waiting to accept that gift or talent and buy. I'm telling you, that's the truth. And the next time you're going through your news feed on Twitter or the next time you're going through your news feed on Facebook, look and see whether there's a language in your news feed that you don't understand. And I guarantee you that there is. You won't have to scroll for long. Right. Some of the videos come from other countries. And that tells you right there that you have global access without a passport. (laughs) I'm done with that one. On to number two. Search engines. Search engines. Now, I'm learning that I can't call search engines because people, you know, I'm told that I have some influence. And when you say one over the other, Linnell, that's what people going to use. Might as well get paid for it. So I'm going to say search engines. But when I say search engines, y'all know what I mean, right? Zach, what do I mean, man? Do you know? yeah those sites you go to to look up anything you you don't know yeah okay or, all right cool. Uh, find anything We're not going to say none of the names though all right so, yeah
0: because one of the names has become synonymous with searching so with searching the right yeah they got it yeah. right
1: yeah so as humans, we will never achieve the ability to be omniscient we, we just won't but we are further along than any generation before us and the reason why is because the invention of the search engine This has placed the knowledge and information we need and don't need at our fingertips. I mean, there's no reason. At this point, I don't even argue with people about stats for sports or like, no, man, that car can go from 0 to 60 in 4.6 seconds. Uh, I don't think so, but let's look it up right quick. (laughs) I mean, we don't have to argue about stuff anymore. It's right there. It's right there on the phone. So we get to choose whether or not we will use it. But either way, the information is here. And so the task we must undertake now is not how to get information, but rather how to turn that information into executed knowledge, executed knowledge. Just because you know something doesn't mean that anything changes. It only changes when what you know becomes executed knowledge. Period. Number three, voice over IP or VoIP, V-O-I-P. So what is voice over IP? That means voice over Internet protocol. Okay. now let me explain why this technology is so revolutionary and important. When I was a child, I had a few good friends that lived in other states. and, And one of these friends lived on the East Coast in the New York, New Jersey area. And I didn't get a chance to talk to him much on the wireline phone because in order to talk to him across state lines, you know, my mom and dad had to pay a fairly expensive long distance premium. OK, so I talked to him when my mom talked to his mom. Then we get like two minutes. <laughs> hey, man, what's up? What's going on, bro? Yeah, I'm gonna be out there this summer. I can't wait. You know, blah, 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 blah. blah. I'll write your letter. OK, that was it. <laughs> now, today. My friend still lives in the New York area, but I can talk to him on my phone for no premium at all. None. Better yet, I can talk to him at no premium no matter where I am in the world. And oh, by the way, now I can see his face if I want to use FaceTime, Skype, Zoom, via a Wi-Fi connection that is basically free almost anywhere. Okay? And so this advancement has opened the door to creating meaningful connections across the globe. And so it's no longer a matter of how to connect to the customer in Bali, Indonesia. It's whether or not you choose to. You know, this past Tuesday night, I had dinner with a businessman from uh, China. I got introduced to him through a really good friend of mine. And we all sat down and there was an interpreter. All right. So three of us sitting there talking, two of us speak English, one interpreter that speaks Mandarin and English, and then him speaking Mandarin. And we had a good dinner conversation and we talked business. And yes, I'm going to Beijing soon to do some business. But this is what I'm saying. Like, it just doesn't matter anymore. And I'm gonna get to language in a second. But number four is mobile pay. Your mobile device Is also your new mobile wallet that gives you the global marketplace access. I mean, I can still remember the first time I took a payment from a customer that was using a credit card for my small business. And it felt amazing to take that credit card for the first time. Like, oh, man, I just took a credit card. And at the time, I didn't really understand just how monumental that transaction was. But all I knew was that for the first time in my life, I can do what the big mega stores did I could take a payment using a credit card and now that was a long time ago today the world of mobile commerce has made it possible for us all to carry our mobile payment device everywhere we go you know this past week I was sitting at the barbershop in a chair and I sent two payment requests to two customers of mine Like, yo, I need some money. I need that money. (laughs) Right? Mobile marketplace. And the transactions, get this, the transactions were complete before my haircut was done. Money in the bank. So when the barber finished up, I paid him and tipped him, not with cash, but using my cell phone. Hey, man, let me get you on this quick pay. (laughs) Hey, Zach, we've done that before. And so in less than an hour, I had completed two global transactions and one local transaction and never went into my pocket for cash. Global marketplace. I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. Number five, social media. Hey, check this out. Inspirational Perspective has a Facebook page. If you haven't been out there, you go and like it. And this page, currently we have about 3,200 followers. And when when I break my fan base down by the cities in which they live, Chicago is the number one city in the rankings. Right. Makes sense. This is my home. I can talk to people and get them to, you know, add the page. But check this out. The number two, the number two city is not in the United States. (laughs) It's Kingston, Jamaica, man. Kingston, Jamaica is number two. Now, I used to live there and I did some work in Jamaica, uh, mostly in Montego Bay, not in Kingston. But Kingston, Jamaica ranks number two and then it's followed closely by Atlanta. And I'm not in Atlanta that much. So what am I saying? All right. What I'm saying is this is a global marketplace. For inspirational perspective, Panama City, Panama, Mumbai, India are in my top 10 in followers. And I have more followers in Johannesburg, South Africa, than I do in Indianapolis, which is right around the corner. It's nuts. So if I was sitting up worried about what y'all did and whether or not people in Chicago or Indiana cared, you know, maybe 20 years ago that mattered. But I got people in South Africa who want to hear what I got to say. So if you don't want to hear the Indianapolis, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I'll go to South Africa. (laughs) Now, we're talking global. Number six is language translators. As you probably already imagined, one of the barriers to working in a global market can be language. Or maybe I should restate this. One of the barriers to working in a global market used to be language. Because with the help of online and real-time language translators, I can chat with a client in Europe whose first language is German And later reply to an email I received in Spanish. And it really is up to me. I get it in Spanish. I can translate it and write it back in English. Translate it back to Spanish. And do business with a Spanish customer. I can make language the excuse if I want to. Or I can work to create whatever solution may be necessary to keep in contact with potential clients. And customers, no matter what language they speak. I'm not going to let that get in my way. I'm just saying, I'm taking away all the excuses tonight, okay? Number seven. I said seven ways the world is at your fingertips. Number seven is travel websites. Your passport is your access to the globe. If you don't have a passport, go get one. I don't care if you don't have anywhere to go. I remember I told a friend of mine this not too long ago. Go get your passport. I guarantee you that in six months you'll leave the country no, I don't think so. When he got the passport, next thing you know, is like, man, yeah, I'm getting up out of here. Of course you are, because the door opened. Most of us are going to walk through. Go get your passport. Now, once again, the Internet is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm an avid global traveler. You guys know that. And I'm not only looking to make global connections from the comforts of my home in Chicago, but I want to go and experience the world in which my current and future clients live. So. I can do that with the help of travel websites. I can learn the local customs. I can teach myself the basic words of the local language. I can identify the landmarks and locations to visit. I can figure out the best hotel I can stay in. And so my passport basically becomes my ticket to travel the world. And the world is waiting to greet me, learn from me, buy from me, teach me, and sell to me.
0: This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Lanelle Harris on social media at the handle Lanelle Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text inspired to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.